Hello guys, this is Vidas. And Osha. And we're starting episode 11 of Ask Vidas and Osha podcast. And today's question was uh, sent by Sandra. And she asks about playing um, uh, the introduction of the hymns. So she writes, do you always play a whole verse for the introduction of hymns? Mm, interesting question, right, Tosha? Oh, yes, it is an interesting question. Uh, how would you do this yourself, personally? Well, actually, I probably never have had to play like entire hymns as an introduction, because I believe that introduction must be something short. And uh, what I often did was I just played, you know, like last line of the hymn, or, you know, sometimes even just a piece. And to play a long introduction, I would suggest only if you know, you have like a composition based on that, you know, hymn tune, then you could play it all. And then it would be a long introduction, maybe for like some special occasion, but for like a regular service, I think. Because you have to think what the purpose of your introduction is. And basically, it's real purpose is just to give congregation the tune that it could, you know, start on the right pitch. And for that reason, you know, like intro can be only like four bar long maybe even two about long. Maybe two is too, too short, but like one line of a hymn should be plenty. What do you think about it, Vivi? You know what I would do? I would probably play eight measures of introduction because eight measures usually is one complete musical idea. And, uh, and probably four measures is also okay if the hymn is very, very familiar, right? You could... Uh, you could play the the first four measures or the last four measures, right? But but you could also you could also make it into into a complete uh, musical uh, idea by creating a period, right? The smallest musical form. Sure. Uh, sure. Basically, you take a four measure phrase, let's say the the opening of the hymn, and yes. then and then maybe create a similar phrase but with different yeah. ending with different cadence ending maybe on the dominant key because uh, right we need to uh, propel the the motion forward and if we end on the tonic it's not a, a not not something to continue it's like an ending but we want to like a question right so dominant would be a good uh, way to end what do you think about this well, but are you sure that the congregation will start when on the right tune, you know, if you will end your intro on a dominant? I wouldn't be so sure. Uh, why don't uh, Sandra try both versions, right? Uh, uh, ending on the tonic and ending on the dominant and see which one is more, uh, more uh, appropriate and more understandable to people. Because from my from my experience, the last line of the hymn is the most appropriate for an intro. The last, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. On the tonic. Oh, we could do a um, a um, sort sort of in between version, 
take a first line of the hymn and the last line of the hymn. Yes, that works too. Mm-hmm. I have done that uh, many times too. Mm-hmm. That's, so, so, that's so understandable. You, you can do both ways. But, but of course, just don't leave, you know, the whole hymn as an introduction. I mean, it, it, it might sound, you know, boring. What so about... What like, about... Like also, what about if the tune is very unfamiliar, new, completely well, new? Well, yes, then you can do it, you know, like educational purpose, you know, teaching purpose, to, to, to you know, to, for congregation to, you know, to get uh, more familiar with the tune. Yes, definitely, then it would be a great idea. But, you know, most of the hymns we are just thank for, you know, generations over and over again, and we are well known. So don't leave those familiar hymns know throughout as an introduction. Right. Because some of them are already very long, you know, and have like a few versions. And, you know, if you add one more at the beginning, it will just last forever. Right. And save the entire... A verse of the hymn for special occasions, right? Maybe for sure. solemn yes. occasions, festivities. Yes. Just yes. like Orgelbuchlein, right? Choral preludes were created maybe like introductions for the hymns uh-huh. in mind, uh, in addition to lear- uh, teaching students um, to play the organ with pedal obligato and also composition, right? Uh, how yes. to compose and improvise the, the p- chorale uh, harmonizations and preludes like this but yes they are uh, for our times probably too too long in most cases right yes mm-hmm. but uh, on special occasions uh, easter C- christmas they might work i think and of course you before. good um so uh, i think uh, I think people can get those ideas in, uh, and try them in practice, don't you think? Uh, next sure, Sunday. Sure, yes. And um, I think uh, people could send uh, more questions to us, right? Yes. And uh, which which when which way would you prefer, email or a comment as a post? I would prefer probably uh, prefer uh, email, an email. Email, right? Uh, yes. uh, but if they want to just comment on the post, that would be fine too, right? Yes, that's okay. Both ways are mm-hmm. fine, actually. Yeah, we will find them. And uh, you could also add uh, a hashtag, uh, right? Uh, ask Vidas Anosha, and we will yes. definitely f- know that you are intending this question for our podcast. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so, Osha, do you think people could benefit from... Uh, from subscribing to our daily newsletter and uh, updates of this blog um, at uh, organduo.lt. Yes, I'm sure we can find you know various ideas you know for the organ playing and how to improve it. Mm-hmm. That's actually the best way to start uh, to stay in touch with us, right? Sure. Because they will get the daily dose of organ playing inspiration and advice, and they can really. Uh, reply to an email and, and and ask questions and that would be the easiest way right sure wonderful guys this was with us and also and remember when you practice 
ਮੇਰੇ ਕੋਲ ਵਿਆਹ ਤੈਨੂੰ